Broncos show blitz. The handoff is to Jacobs. First through the 10. Cuts a field five. Drives forward. He's in. Touchdown, Josh Jacobs. Touchdown, Raiders. He bullied his way through the end zone. Man, I mean, just to see all the work that we put in this week. I know after we had that meeting, man, we really took emphasis on the little things and just try to lock in it throughout practice. We had a great week of practice. We, we knew we had to come in and put it together against a good team. So, man, I, we just happy to come out with the win. Now back to Unnecessary Roughness with your boy Q. Underground Lounge inside the Oyo Hotel Casino is the spot that we're at. Vice Raider is making his way in and making his way out. <laughs> He's got some vice work to do around town. Of course, Juan the Smasher is here hanging with us, and all we need is you. Come on by Monday Night Football. This is our spot. We are doing it all the way up until, well, whenever we decide to close up shop. So uh, come on by, hang out with us, get hooked up with some of the great prizes that we have here for you on the table. Wanted to, uh, got a lot to get to in this segment. Wanted to get to the Salmon Ash text line real quick at 69187, keyword R&R. Uh, just when Wendy said, good to hear Jason Horowitz yell, Vegas victory. We need more of that. Driving back home from Oakland or to Oakland makes me happy, especially after my favorite play by Meek Fumble, pick six. Uh, fumble recovery, scoop and score. Again, that's just win. Wendy, Big Deuce said another thing I noticed yesterday was better communication. Seeing Carr on the bench with McDaniels over going over plays was something I didn't see in the past. Usually Carr sits by himself. That was something that stood out to me as well, Big Deuce. And it was good to see that because more times than not, uh, a head coach or the, at least the, the play caller should be talking to the quarterback, communicating with the quarterback. It was really good to see Josh McDaniels doing that and Derek Carr saying, I get it, okay, or okay, or yes, and understanding what he was trying to say. One more quick text, Jason and MD. Jason in Maryland said, KC wasn't getting touchdowns versus the Colts, and they're not good. I hope that uh, Patrick Graham and McDaniels are viewing that tape. And, no, you're right, the Colts had a really good recipe for them, and it's funny because Gus Bradley leads that Colts defense, and, well, we remember what Gus Bradley, how he led the defense against Kansas City last year with the silver and black, and it wasn't that good. But I will say this, Kansas City has 15 touchdowns on the season. So, I mean, they, they're scoring. They're scoring touchdowns. Uh, they're just having some really big games as well. Like they put up, what, 41 last night against Tampa Bay, who has a really good defense. So uh, I think that this Raiders defense is actually going to be a strength of the team. I really do. And I, I honestly didn't think that that was something I was going to say. But uh, I feel like that they've given the Raiders multiple opportunities to win games uh, throughout the course of the year. So uh, hopefully that Raiders defense continues to grow. Let's go out to the phone lines real quick. Let's talk to our guy, Raider Rowe. Welcome to the show. What's on your mind? Thanks for having me. This is a first-time caller. Uh, one of my one of my big concerns with our offensive line is that interior of the line. That Jones from Denver was really taking it to us coming up the middle there. And also about one of my concerns, when Carr, Carr kind of got back to the old car, when we was in the red zone, and uh, he had those two passes where he just kind of like just threw them away and didn't make anything happen. You know what I mean? He didn't try to make anything happen. He just like just threw the ball away. And also, I'll give my game ball to uh, Josh Jacobs, man. Uh, thanks for taking my call, man. All right, thank you for the call. And, yeah, the red zone is a problem still. I mean, there's no doubt about it. Amber said it best. You know, the, the red zone's got to get improved or the Raiders aren't going to win games against teams that, that score touchdowns. It's just that simple, right? I mean, it's not a – I say it all the time. Field goals aren't going to win you games. Field goals will extend your lead. But if that's what you're relying on, they're not going to win you games. It's just – if you're trying to exchange uh, – if, if KC's putting up seven and you're putting up three consistently – you're not going to win a lot of games. Like she said, uh, Daniel Carlson scored 14 points on Sunday. You know, that was good, but it's, it's not what you want. You want to see Daniel Carlson kicking more extra points 
instead of field goals. Let's take one more call real quick. Uh, how about we go out to Gangster Raider. Welcome to the show. What's on your mind, my man? Yeah, standing ovation. We finally started running the ball. Standing ovation. Congratulations on getting us, on getting us first our first win. Josh McDaniel finally getting his win as a Raider. And also, shout out to, um, I forget his name, the new play-by-play caller for getting his first win as our new Horowitz. play-by-play Horowitz. Yeah, shout out yep. to Jason Horowitz for getting his first win as the um, Raiders announcer. And also, I want to say, you see, it's about time that we finally started feeding him the rock. You know what I'm saying? Josh Jacobs, because it's really Josh Jacobs' team. If you ask me, we go as he goes. When he balls out, the team balls out. That's why we made the playoffs last year. A lot of it had to do with the running game of um, Josh Jacobs. But also I want to say, remember my voice, my concerns about the special teams coaches when, we, when they first got hired and how it's going to be a detriment to the special teams? That's one of my concerns, but we're going to talk about that later. We're going to talk about celebrating the victory today. But remember Q in the offseason when, yep. when they first hired them coaches? I told you that that I was worried about them, and, and look how they affected our special teams. But other than that, it was an um, all-around win. My game ball, first game ball goes out to Josh Jacobs. Second game ball goes out to Meek Robinson. And my third game ball goes out to Mac Hollins. You know what I'm saying? Those three get my game balls. And, um, of course, you know, Max, he will get one every game. So he don't even count no more. You know what I'm saying? Everybody other than Max get them game balls as far as I concern, you know what I'm saying? And the um, team finally showed up for us like we've been showing up for them, you know what I'm saying? It feels good, you know what I'm saying? Let's keep it going. And if we play like we play, like we can play, and if we put a good defensive um, scheme together, we can go out there and beat Kansas City. Only if we play right and we put the um, scheme together and we get some players back, especially like Perriman. All right, y'all, I'm gone. Keep it gangster, y'all. Good win, y'all. Stand up, Red Nation. We deserve it. I'm out. Keep it gangster, as you were. There he goes, Gangster Raider right there. And, yeah, Denzel Perriman right now is in the concussion protocol, uh, something Josh McDaniels mentioned earlier today, so he's have to clear that. He did walk out of the locker room, locker room yesterday before we got a chance to go in and said, hey, if you're going to write anything, let him know that I'm good. You know, So he was in good spirits. Hunter Renfro, we saw him come out of the locker room. He looked like he was in good spirits as well. Maybe Hunter will return. And to Gangster Raider's point, there's not a team in the league, in my opinion, and maybe I'm, you can call me whatever you want, there's not a team in the league that the Raiders can't beat. Straight up. I don't think there's a team in the league right now, even right now, if you put them on the field with them, the Raiders couldn't beat. Now, they can't, you know, play half-ass. They can't go play half a game and beat, a, you know, a team like Kansas City or a team like Buffalo or a team like Philadelphia. Or, you know, I'm not saying that. But if they play four quarters, a full, complete game, there's not a team in the league they can't beat. Straight up. That's, that's just what it is. So uh, thank you so much for those calls. We'll continue to get your calls and your texts throughout the course of the show at 702-365-9200 in the Salmon Ash text line 69187. And, you know, there was a big run that rookie Zamir White had towards the end of the game. And it's funny, Josh Jacobs, uh, he, he was in as the fullback, and Zamir White was actually the running back. And Josh told us after the game that he thought that Zamir scored on the play, but it was a big 20-yard r- run for Zamir. So earlier today, Josh McDaniels was asked, do you think, you know, seeing Zamir get in there and get a little bit of burn and seeing that nice little run that he had towards the end of the game, do you think you're going to start to see and incorporate Zamir a little bit more into the offensive game plan? Uh, Zamir's ready to go, you know, the entire game and obviously play some of the kicking game too. And, um, you know, we, we had, we've given the, you know, in short yardage, those are, those are plays that, uh, you know, you get, to, you get to run them once. You know, you really do. And uh, we've, we've used different schemes during the, throughout the course of the season so far. And uh, one of the things we had done was we had used Josh inside as a fullback. Um, I believe it was the Arizona game. 
and uh, you know he he created a first down for himself as a fullback, and so we put him out there, and they have they noticed he was in there, which they should. It's a good defense, um, you know. So we felt like we might have a, have an edge to get you know get the ball to the corner um, if everybody was going to try to play inside. So um, I thought Derek did a good job of making a good pitch, and then Zamir obviously out you know outran everybody to the corner. So um, just using our our guys to the best of their ability. Um, Zamir, Zamir's time, you know, is going to come. Um, but as I said last night, you know, we got a guy that's really running well. Um, and one of the unique things about Josh Jacobs is you never see him do this, you know. And I think that's a tribute to the kid and how much he loves football, how hard he competes on a play-after-play basis. Um, and, again, it says nothing negative about Zamir. You know, Zamir's ready to go. So it's just Josh has got to open the door and say, come on in and take a couple reps off me. And uh, he hadn't done that a whole lot. And, I, and I'm okay with that. You know what I mean? So uh, he's got that mentality and that physicality about him that he can handle that. So um, Zamir will have opportunities definitely going forward. Joshua Daniels talking about Zamir White, and I know you couldn't hear it or see it on the radio because it's obviously audio, not video. But what Josh McDaniels did was when he said, what you never see from Josh McDaniels or Josh Jacobs is this, he, ha- he, he hit his helmet or he hit his head, basically like tapping out, like, hey, I need, I need a break. You know, someone come in and, and get a couple reps. Josh Jacobs doesn't do that. Josh Jacobs wants to go, 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 and go. And that's what he did on Sunday, 28 carries, 144 yards. And, oh, by the way, on top of that, five catches for 31 more yards and uh, obviously had the two touchdowns the only two touchdowns that the Raiders had on Sunday so that's the one thing Josh Jacobs is not looking to come out of the game he is not I mean he's just that guy who he's one of those backs it's almost a throwback to what you see now he's one of those that gets better as the game goes along right I mean the more carries you give him the more lathered up he gets the stronger he's running the harder he's running and then all of a sudden boom he starts punishing guys running over guys that one touchdown he literally ran over a Bronco defender so Big day for Josh Jacobs. He got a game ball not only from Raider Nation, not only from me, but he also got the game ball from head coach Josh McDaniels. It was in his locker after, uh, after the game, and we got a chance to talk to him. And Cassie Soto started everything off just talking about the career-high performance from Josh Jacobs. A career-high for you, Josh. How's it feel getting your first win with the Raiders? This man, the wins, man. You, you cherish these moments, especially coming off of three losses, you know. Um, all, the, all the work that we put in this week, um, it just feels good when you get rewarded with a win. You always talk about being the, the closer, the, <laughs> fit, the t- starter and the finisher today. How'd that feel? Man, it felt good. I mean, I know when we had uh, came to the end of the game, I knew we had another uh, possession where we would need, you know what I'm saying, to get a first down or do whatever we do. And I just went over there and talked to the guys. I'm like, this is what we do. I mean, we asked for this. You know, the last few weeks we've we, we had we been in the same position and, and it didn't go how we wanted it to. So, man, uh, it, it felt good to, you know, come together as a, as a unit and uh, accomplish the goal that we set out to, uh, to do. Has it been easy to stay positive knowing that you've been in every game? Or yeah, result, man, it's, it still it's, just, it's frustrating yeah. because you know that, like, this league, man, I mean, the guys on every team, you know, there's, there, there's elite guys. I mean, it's the pinnacle. And to feel how close you be each game, it, it could be three or four plays that, that make the game. So just to see that, like, you know, we, we that close to winning, some of the other games, uh, you know, it's kind of frustrating. But when you come together, I'm like, okay, what do we do on our end to change that? What do we do on, you know, little details, whether it's me chipping somebody or whatever, like, you know, execute our assignment. So we came out there and did that today. I know a couple days ago. You said what? You guys in front of you today. Oh, yeah, man. I mean, I believe in them guys every week, if you ask me. 
uh, I mean, I tell them, I tell them all the time, like if you mess up or whatever, I'm gonna make you right. And I feel like that's my job to make them right. You know what I'm saying? So, man, I, I have the utmost confidence in them. Uh, and man, I think it's only going to go up from here. So. It's been pretty good. I know a couple days ago you, you were talking about how you felt like you really prepared your body better than ever to take mm-hmm. the rigors of the season. But what about in the moments just after a game like this where you had the, the, the workload like you did? How are you feeling? Hey, man, I, it's crazy because I was just talking to Zamir about it. I was like, man, if you go in that shower and you don't, get no, you don't got no burns, it ain't burning there, you ain't got no cuts and nothing like that, then it's a good day. So I feel pretty good, man. I feel like I uh, went out there and did what I needed to do. I ran you know, with, with the right pad levels. I didn't really get banged up too much. So... I feel good coming into this, into the next week. Probably in better shape than that undershirt. So they were ripping at that all day. <laughs> Man, that's, that's like that's like the third shirt I done went through this year. Yeah. So we might have to see something about that. <laughs> what is it like when you're in the zone? And what I mean by that is when you start running, you're breaking tackles, and all of a yeah. sudden it's like they can't stop you. Man, you know what's crazy is when I get in the, like when I know I know when I'm in the zone because everything slows down, mm-hmm. and it feels like almost like I'm running slow. But then I look at film and I'll be like, okay, I, I, I did what I was supposed to do. But, like, a lot of times I know when I'm in the zone because when a guy hit me, I don't even feel him. You know what I'm saying? Like, it'd be times where I'm, I'm falling off tackles. I'm like, I didn't even know he was there. So that's kind of when I know that I'm in, I'm in that mode. You always have big games against the Broncos, too. What is it about Denver? <sighs> I don't know, man. You know, <laughs> they say something about rivals, man. They bring the best out of you, you know. So I guess that's, that's what it's going to do for me. Did you think you needed to be the difference fan? You know, in three, you had to get this win. And did you come in here saying that you wanted to Man, nah, I never came in saying that. I just came in saying that, man, when I got the opportunity to really put my stamp on this game, I was going to let my uh, presence be felt. So that's what I try to do every week, uh, week in and week out, regardless of how many touches I get, regardless if, if I'm the focal point of the, of the game plan or not. I just try to come in and do, do my assignment. Back to the rivalry, did you notice how much orange was in the building? Yeah, but the thing is this. I tell people this all the time. When you're in an all-black stadium, any other color – it don't matter what color it is, it's gonna look like it pop out. You know what I'm saying? So I'm not too much worried about it. I know I know what our what our fans do. Uh, I mean, wherever we go, I know they support it and, and the love has always been there from, from the nation for sure. What do you think about the performance that the defense had today? Man, man. I mean they stepped up big time. Um, I know like they made their adjustments and they came out and they and they barred, man. We got a turnover, we got we scored on the turnover. Um, and it was funny because I told them uh, them guys we knew we was gonna take the ball at the at the beginning of the game. And I told them I said Today is going to be the day. And I said, I'm going to set the tone for everybody. Um, so when I got that first carry, that's what I tried to do. I, I seen that corner. I, I could have, you know, made a move or whatever. I, I lowered my shoulder, and I was like, this is this is what type of time we on today. So, yeah, it's been fun. What's it like when you run over a, a, a defender into the end zone, barrel him over? <laughs> Honestly, I was thinking, like, man, I, he hit me at, like, the three or maybe mm-hmm. the two, and I was stumbling when he hit me. So I was like. If I don't get in this, I don't know if I'm if I'm gonna get another chance to score. So I gotta I gotta I gotta get in there. So that's kind of what I did. I know you, you had a lot of big runs, but what about Zeus's? Uh, yeah, man. You know what's funny? Cause uh, when we game plan that, we came out and they was looking for that for for the dive on me. They was like twenty, you know, twenty eight in a, a fullback, whatever. And they all slanted that way. So when I looked, if you watch if you watch the play again. As soon as he caught the ball, I put my hands in there. I thought he scored. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, I mean, I'm happy for him, man. I mean, he's he's a young player that, that has a lot of potential, man. And he's going to leave his mark on his game, too. Um, so I can't wait to see when, when we start implementing him some more, too. Talking yeah. about the defense, you know, what can you say about what Max did late in this game? I mean, do you see Max on every play? <laughs> I mean, I'm, I've never met a guy that has a higher motor um, that, that wants to win. I mean, you can just see it. You just see it. You feel it, the energy. 
Um, I mean, he's special, man. I mean, I, I came in with Max, so I, I've seen the growth and I've seen, the, you know, the offseason work that, that he's put in. I mean, he's ripping the benefits of everything he's put in, and, and I mean, that's a testament to who he is and the type of guy he is, so I'm proud for him. Overheard you attribute this one to the Lucky Socks. What was on the song? Oh, man. So our uh, equipment guy gave me some uh, some Dark Vader socks <laughs> uh, uh, literally earlier in the week. I needed some socks. He's like, man, it's the only ones I got. I said, all right, better rock them. I was like, I lucky like these. Can I have them? He let me have them. So I said, yeah, they're my lucky socks now. <laughs> <laughs> what was the energy like all week long in practice with the guys? You know, man. Knowing, knowing that you guys needed to win this week. Man, it wasn't really, it wasn't really necessarily like pressure of like, okay, we need to win. It was more so we had a players-only meeting. You know, we sat down with each other, and we just kind of refocused on what what our goals was. Like, we, re- we reset our mind. Like, we had to play for each other and come in and do what we needed to do. And uh, when we came out there today, we had a great week of practice. But uh, we knew it was going to be a hard game regardless. I mean, it's the NFL. So um, we just had to come in, man, and put it together, man. We gotta, we're going to have a tough one next week, so we're going to see if we can do it again. Taking that game ball home with you? Yeah, man, I'm about to get out of the way. So. <laughs> There's Josh Jacobs right there uh, after the game in the locker room. And uh, obviously we peppered him with a lot of questions, but uh, I always like listening to Josh Jacobs because he gives you a lot. You know, he gives you a lot of good answers and, you know, talking about setting the tone. And he went out there, and this is kind of what I was talking about, referring to when I was talking to Amber in the, in, in the first hour, you know, about Josh Jacobs and his running style. He mentioned, I could have made a move and got to the outside, maybe picked up a few yards, but I lowered my shoulder and hit that dude, right? And it just it kind of sets the tone. Those are the kind of things – Sometimes I feel like those are difference makers. You know, kind of just set that tone and let it know, let it be known it's going to be one of those days. And Josh Jacobs did that early and did it often. And obviously the game plan was to feed him. Uh, clearly, head coach Josh McDaniels and uh, Mick Lombardi and, and everyone that puts together that offensive game plan, they obviously saw that this, this is how we can exploit this team. And that's what they're supposed to do. And that's what we've been tell, told that they were going to do, right? They're going to come up with game plans that we're going to – be able to exploit what the other t- team does really well. And so the Raiders were able to run all over Denver. And Denver has a strong defense. And I know some people have questioned the defense, but my biggest thing, and I said it all week long, was about making sure that you were successful on first down so you had more options on second and third down. And look, there's a couple times throughout the course of the game, right? The Raiders got into second and long and third and long, and it didn't go well. They ended up having to punt the ball. But when they were able to pick up four or five yards on first down, it just opens up the playbook that much better. It just gives you so many more options. And, and, and I think that that was a big key. You know, the Broncos were able to get a few, get the car a few times, you know, blow up a few plays. But for the most part, I thought the Raiders offense did a really good job. And you got to credit the offensive line as well. Did a really good job of, of opening things up on, uh, on first, first down. So it made second down and third down a lot more manageable. What do you got, Damon? All right, Q, I want to throw out a stat. And let me see if you can figure, figure out what these six teams have in common. The Falcons, the Lions, the Giants, the Raiders, the Eagles, and the Packers. Can you figure out what all six of those teams did yesterday? Uh, they all ran over 100-something yards, 150 200. Yards probably. There, okay, there and you that's go. All yeah. si- and all six of those teams, they won the game. We had Deontay on on Friday, and I was just thinking yeah. about this. We were talking about the evolution of the pass defense and how defenses are being able to stop the pass. Scoring is down across the league. But it seems that offenses are figuring out, but that means we can run the ball a hell of a lot easier if everybody's just trying to stop the pass. Right. No, you're right about that. And all those teams that you rattled off, they're all really good at running the ball. I mean, they really are. And I know the Atlanta Falcons, they, uh, they got dinged a little bit because Cordero Patterson, uh, he just went on IR today. But, yeah, they can run the rock. And, and every team that you just you rattled off all have the ability to run. And especially in the, in, the, you know, in the Eagles situation, they haven't lost the game yet. 
right? I mean, Jalen Hurts is doing his thing, but they're also running the ball, and he's running the ball too, but he doesn't. he's not just running it. It's not play design, play design, play design after play design for him to run the ball. He's able to throw the ball around the yard, but uh, they have a strong run game. And if the Raiders decide that that's what their identity is going to be, as we all mentioned it probably should be, that, I think that would be a good thing, and, and it will open up things for Devontae. It will open up things for Darren Waller. It will open up things for Hunter Renfro when he returns. It just makes things a little bit easier because now you really have that threat of the run even though they know that those weapons are on the outside. So that's a good, uh, that's a good one, Damon. I definitely appreciate that. And Raider Nation, we want to hear from you. Again, 702-365-9200, Sam and Ash text line 69187. Keyword R&R. Uh, Jan just hit us up and said, Q and DeMond just pulling into town. It was nice to proudly fly the Raiders flag on the way home on a victory Monday. That's from Fabian and Jan, actually. So, uh, yes, no doubt about it. It's great to be talking about a victory Monday. It really is. Um, let's see. There's another text. Who's the reporter who sounds like he's going through puberty with the voice cracking? I don't know. I, did, <laughs> I didn't catch that one, but that was also from the 408. Uh, 831 Raiders said, I agree with your game balls, but I also want to give one to McDaniels for making better calls, not ditching the run game and getting the first win for the Raider Nation. That's a text from the 831. That's 831 Raider, actually. Uh, that's a good one, and I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that, uh, giving a game ball to, to Josh McDaniels. Derek Carr gave Josh McDaniels a game ball following the game, so uh, that'll work. Uh, how about Cucamonga Raider? He said, what up, Q? Happy Victory Monday. Let's go. I'm hoping you can use your forum to set the record straight for the listeners. Raiders posted a video of Josh McDaniels getting the game ball, and, of course, you had negative Nancy's chiming in social media that it was a poor decision to accept instead of giving it to Josh. I heard, though, on your podcast after interviewing Jacob that he indeed did get the game ball. Got to keep the positive vibes in Raider Nation. Yeah, I mean, they can hand out more than one. Uh, so it, it was it was all good. I, like I said, I, I have no problem handing out a game ball to, to head coach Josh McDaniels. And traditionally when a coach gets their first win with the respective team, they would get that anyway. Uh, one more text, and then we'll get a call in from the 986Q. How would you feel about trading Bolden to the Bills or Rams, clearing cap space to extend Jacobs? Uh, I wouldn't have any problem with it. I don't think the Raiders will do it. I don't have any problem with it, but I, uh, I'm with you. And uh, my man, uh, Juan the Smasher, he said so when he walked in. He was like, extend Jacobs now, <laughs> right? I would have no problem if they decided, hey, we're going we're gonna to give this dude you know, a two-year, two-year deal. We're going to offer him a two-year deal right now. I would have no problem with that. Look, they drafted Zamir White and Britton Brown for a reason. So they're going to – what's up, my man? They're going to absolutely, you know, use them. And I would have no problems with Jacobs and Zamir White being – yeah, go ahead. Yeah, you're good. Uh, yeah, I would have no problem with Jacobs and Zamir White being, you know, the, the feature backs moving forward, you know, for quite a while. That would, that would be great for me. And I think it would be an uh, ideal situation for the Raiders as well. Uh, anyone who's listened to the show ever knows I'm a big fan of Josh Jacobs. So I'd love to see him stick around as long as possible. If they gave him a, a couple-year extension – I'd be good with that. I, I would love to see that happen and think that him and Zamir could be a good one-two punch. Let's go out to the phone lines real quick and talk to our guy, Passionate Raider. Welcome to the show. What's up, Q? What's up, Demond? Hey, man, great win at home, man. Way to, way to handle it. Just like I was hollering all week, Q, run the ball to set up the pass, man. That was perfect, just common-sense football, man. And, 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 and they went out and they did it to perfection on Sunday, man. I, I, I really can't nitpick them about anything because – it, it wasn't a, a, a close game, man. It, it, we, we whooped up all game long, man. We were doing what we wanted up and down that field. Nice to see Derek get out and extend the play every now and then, keep a drive going. That keeps that defense off the field like I've been hollering. So when they come on the field, they're juiced up because the quarterback made that one play to spark that team, and it kept it up the whole game, man. So I, I, I like the offensive line. I like what I've seen. 
and people keep saying about Chandler, but Chandler did make an impact in that game, man. He he made a great impact in that game. He, he he's 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 caught, he's drawing a lot of attention, which is making making is making opportunities for other players to get some recognition. So it doesn't always have to be his name involved making the tackle or back there. He's going to get his, but it, it, it's the system right now, and it, it was a good home win. Good home win in Vegas, man. Denver Broncos got clowned. That's all we got to say. Now let's do it on Monday, Q. Let's see if the same momentum can carry over on Monday. Josh Jacobs is, is, is you know, and I was kind of, what I was thinking in my head for you, come on, is, you know, how, how teams like to, to um, get the rookie quarterback in and get a, a, rookie, a good team built around a rookie quarterback contract, you know. Well, we've got all the, the players in place right now. You know, maybe Josh is that next one to get signed because we do have that backup with White that's on that rookie, on that rookie deal. So hopefully they can work something on keep Josh around for the long run, man, because he really has it in him to play like a Raider, man. And he, he, when he's on, he's on, man. And keep feeding him the rock, make it easier for Derek, man. Keep that defense pumped. You know, I'm a little sick today. That river got me sick on Saturday, man. It was cold out in the morning. I kicked her butt on Saturday, Q. I was .68 ounces out of first amongst the best. And on Sunday, I woke up sicker than a dog, man. I didn't have no energy. I wasn't feeling it, man. And, oh, it is what it is, though, man. I got home in time to watch the Raiders put a whooping on the Broncos, the team I hate the most, Q. Now let's go get these Chiefs, who we really want. That's who we want to look, make look stupid is them Chiefs on Monday Night Football. Have a good week, Q. Take care, bro. All right, man. Appreciate the call. Good stuff, passionate Raider, right there. And uh, man, hopefully you get a uh, you get well soon, my man. But uh, hey, uh, I guess getting a victory will help you feel a lot better. So the Raiders got that victory, thirty-two twenty-three over the Denver Broncos, one and three on the season. Up next is the Kansas City Chiefs on Monday Night Football, three twenty-eight the time. When we come back, we're at the Underground Lounge inside the Oyo Hotel and Casino. Come on by. We got all kind of stuff still on the table that I want to give away. I want I want you to go home with this stuff. I don't want it. I want you to go home with it because that's just how we roll. So come on by, get hooked up. Enjoy some of the drink specials. Enjoy some of the food specials. Monday Night Football will be on these TVs in just a little bit. But come on by and holler at us. Coming up next, Ed Graney from ESPN Las Vegas. Also the RJ. He'll join us next to talk about what he saw while he was sitting in the press box there at Allegiant Stadium. This is Raider Nation Radio 920. You're listening to Unnecessary Roughness with your boy Q on Raider Nation Radio. Seth hit us up on Twitter. One thing I love to see is Josh McDaniels leaving the sideline to sit on the bench next to Derek Carr and go over plays. Don't know if you noticed that. I feel like you don't see that. Carr has to be an extension to Josh on the field. And, Seth, thank you for the tweet. That was something that I saw. Uh, we have monitors in the, in the press box, and so we were able to see that. And I hadn't seen that from Derek Carr in a long time. I hadn't seen a coach sitting next to Derek Carr in a long time kind of going over the game plan. So, yes, that was a, a, a good sight to see. Again, we're at the Underground Lounge inside the Oyo Hotel and Casino here with Raider Nation Radio 920. We're here for Monday Night Football. We have a lot of good stuff on our table to give away. We've been giving out a lot of stuff, but we got a lot of stuff to give away. We got the Hazy IPA, Hop Valley, Hop Vegas, the official craft beer of the Las Vegas Raiders. Come on by and get laced up with that. We're going to be here till well, until we shut this place down. So uh, come on by and hang out with us. Got a lot of good Raider Nation hanging out, talking about the Raiders' victory over the Broncos on Sunday at Allegiant Stadium. Right now, joining us on the phone lines, a guy that was in the press box 
at Allegiant Stadium, and he's part of the press box on ESPN Las Vegas, our good friend Ed Graney. And, Ed, thank you so much for your time this afternoon. I don't know if you heard Seth's tweet about Josh McDaniels leaving the sideline to go sit next to Derek Carr and go over game plans on the bench, but I hadn't seen that from Derek Carr in a very long time, if ever. What did you think of that when you saw that? I hadn't seen that either, Q. Um, usually he's there with uh, other quarterbacks um, watching uh, on the tablets that uh, some quarterbacks like to break and seeing what uh, had happened the previous <laughs> drive. So, you know, look, 0-3, you're going you're gonna to switch things up. You're going to try to do things differently, and they did that yesterday, and I think it's a good thing. Um, you know, they're defensively, when defense on the field, he's got guys who can handle things and, and make calls and, and kind of run that thing. He's got to be on the same page with Derek in terms of the offense. So I actually thought it was a good thing. I did too, and I think that you'll probably see that moving forward. And, again, that's a that's an okay thing. Sticking with Derek, how about him picking up five first downs with his legs? Yeah. John Gruden would have been proud. Uh, he wanted him <laughs> to do that a few more times each game. But yeah, he was uh, – you know, he's he's probably, we were talking about this morning on the show, like he's probably middle of the pack athletically in terms of quarterbacks in the league, but he's athletic enough to pick up those yards. Um, yeah. He's not Brady who's going to stand in there and just, you know, I'm not moving anywhere and I'm just going to step up in the pocket, move around in the pocket, as Tyler said this morning, and, you know, make throws. So Derek can get out and move a little, and he is athletic enough to do that. And I'm wondering if, um, you know, we're going to see more of that. Um, as he's flushed out, because I think when you have some success, you feel more confident in doing things, you know, and doing things that, that have found you, uh, you know, positive yardage. Uh, so some huge runs there, and I, you know, I thought, you know, he did really, really well. I mean, it was a game of Josh Jacobs um, and the run game, but yeah, they needed those runs from Derek, and when he needed them, he stepped up and gave them to him. Yeah, no, he really did, and in particular, that one drive stands out to me the most where the Broncos had cut the lead to two, and then the Raiders needed to go the length of the field to score a touchdown, which they did, yeah. but one of the big plays was Derek Carr ran nine yards and picked up that first down. The Raiders need that, Ed. Well, they needed that drive for sure, because I think yeah. when they, as I wrote this morning, when they got to 25-23, I think everyone, whether it was in the stands or the press box, wherever, started coming back to those thoughts of the Chargers and Arizona and Tennessee and said, uh-oh, you know, is this, yep. is, is this, is this going to happen again? So that drive, you know, I, look, I'm not one. I, I don't know. I don't know if a drive saves the season. I don't know if a drive turns the season around. But that drive, if there's anyone that can do that, it's that drive. Um, huge pickup by Carr. I think Josh touched the ball, or he was involved in six of the ten plays. Um, huge run by Zamir White. They, everything they needed in that drive, they got, and then Josh finishes it off. Um, and again, I, you know, I, you know, everyone, there's people in the press conference. Well, that turned the season. Maybe it did. We're gonna have to see what happens with Kansas City. You know, it's, you know, it's, whatever happened on that drive probably means nothing on Monday night when they go to Kansas City. They're gonna have to, you know, do different ways to win that game if they're gonna have a chance in that one. But I do think that was a huge, huge drive for them. They needed that. They needed to put themselves in a position where they knew they finished the game off and they didn't have to worry about, you know, Denver getting the ball down to, you know, in the, in the later minutes and maybe Russell making some things happen. Yeah, no, I was uh, I was thinking that as well. And as you mentioned, you know, everyone in the press box thought, here we go again. When Denver cut it 25-23, I was like, oh, boy, you know, the yep. Raiders got – they need something here or else it's going to be a lot of angry fans. Leave, well, not really a lot of angry fans. Well, be not a, a lot of – there have been a lot of happy ones also. <laughs> Yeah, no, you're right about that. Again, we're talking with Ed Graney from ESPN Las Vegas uh, here on Radio Nation Radio 920 NSA Roughness. DeMond's got one for you. 
Coming into this past game, there was so much talk about Devontae Adams. Is Derek Carr looking at him too long? He's got the targets, but not not necessarily the receptions. I think that he had a great game yesterday, but without a touchdown. Do you think that they finally got that rhythm, or was it more of just, hey, he was just beating Patrick Sertan one-on-one? Probably both, Devon. I mean, I think, you know, they, 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 they simplified it back to where you run with Josh uh, Jacobs and you find Devontae Adams in the pass game. And I thought McDaniels did a good job of that. I'm kind of getting back to the basics of what is probably going to be um, the success for your offense when it's going well. So probably a little bit of both. I thought Devontae had a really good game. Derek did find him. And, um, you know, Q can, you know, maybe Q remembers. I, I didn't think a ton of them were forced. Um, I'm right. trying, you know, I can't remember all 12 targets, 10 tar- 12 targets, whatever he had. I think he had like nine receptions. I, I forget the exact numbers. But I didn't think a ton of them were forced. And that's where. I think they're at their best, where he's not trying to force it to him that people wanted the previous two weeks because he wasn't getting the targets. I mean, if other people are open and he's not, then get get it to other people. But I thought yesterday he did a good job of managing that relationship between him and Devontae in, in the past game. And again, Jacobs was tremendous. And um, you know, if they can, if that's how they win now and get that running game going behind that offensive line, because I do think it's a better run blocking offensive line than pass protecting. Still. Um, you know, they can win games. I don't know if he's going for 144 every week, but, you know, he, he's he's got to touch the ball enough to make a difference in the run game, and, you know, that can open things up in the pass. Yeah, it can. And, you know, it's funny, Amber Thea Harris pointed this out in uh, hour number one of the show when she joined, and she said that, you know, the Raiders' identity should be run, run strong. And just because you have Devontae Adams doesn't mean that it just has to be feed him, feed him, feed him. And it made me think of what goes on in Green Bay or what went on in Green Bay they relied heavily on the running game, but still Devontae had monster numbers, but the running game was a massive factor. So that could be a recipe that the Raiders are looking at. Yeah, I, I totally agree. And, you know, they, I think I'm not certain on this. We'll see on Monday night. They might have settled on their offensive line down the stretch there, um, yeah. especially when Munford came in. And, and if they can do that, if they can finally settle on something that's working, that's going to play to their advantage big time, especially in the run game. Um, you know, Jacobs is a good run. And, you know, Jacobs is playing this year on a prove it prove it year. You know he didn't have his option picked up. Um, you know I think there's a lot for him to prove, and I think if you give him the ball enough um, and behind that offensive line, he can make he can make a big difference. You know he he almost had as many yards yesterday as he had in the three previous games. So again, you know when you get career highs, it's not like he's going to do that every week. But you get him 23 to 25 carries. I know he had 28 yesterday, 23 to 25, and if it's working then that can open up a lot of things in the past game. If, if Renfro can get back, um, you know, and, and to team him with Waller and, and Devontae and, you know, Matt Collins and people like that and the run game's working, that offense will be so much better. I agree 100%. Again, we're talking with Ed Graney from ESPN Las Vegas and the RJ here on Radio Nation Radio 920. Unnecessary roughness. Wanted to flip over to the defensive side of things. Chandler Jones didn't show up in the stat sheet, but – I thought he played a pretty stinking good game, probably the best game he's played with the Raiders so far. What did you think of the performance from Chandler Jones? I, I thought it was his best game in four games. And here's the thing about Chandler Jones, and you know, I, I understand this from fans. I get it, and for the most part it's true. He's paid to pressure the quarterback and get sacks. I mean, that's, right. that's what he's paid to do. Um, and when that doesn't happen, you know, the easy thing is to not look beyond that and see the other things he, you know, he did like he did in yesterday's game. So it was probably his best game of the four. Well, I don't. It wasn't probably. It was his best game of the four. But I understand. You know, that's what people are going to want to see. They're going to want to see sacks and pressures. And I, I get all that. Um, uh, I haven't figured out yet exactly what's wrong there. Um, but if he can continue to 
do what he did yesterday, maybe those numbers will come. Uh, especially, again, they're just going to have to do something with Max Crosby on the other side because he, uh, yesterday, again, um, was so lights out. So maybe more and more attention goes to him and it'll open up things for Chandler. But I agree with you. I think he had his best game yesterday. Um, and it's just it just hasn't shown in the numbers. And, and hey, the reality is that's what he gets paid for. So um, he is going to have to start getting to him more. He's going to have to start getting sacks for people to kind of say, okay, now that was worth it for the signing. Right. But the, the one thing that I'll point out is the two holding penalties that the Broncos had were 100% because of the pressure he was getting on Russell Wilson. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So those, those are also factors, even though it, that turned into first and 30, which – the Broncos converted on, so <laughs> there's that. Right. But I mean, it, it was there, right? <laughs> oh yeah, exactly. And if you can do that, and again, like you just said, and I think McDaniel said yesterday, like that—that's the stuff that doesn't show up, you know, right. unless you're really watching the game and you realize, oh, that you know, his his pressure allowed for that hold, and then you know it pushes them back, like you said, they converted. But you know, that's not that's not on him. That's more on the secondary. Um, that that's that's a point of a positive play for him. Uh, and, you know, more and more of those, maybe, you know, people will come around to, you know, maybe he's playing a little better than, you know, it's shown. He was not good the first few weeks. I think we can all agree with that. But maybe he's finding something. And like you said, like you just said, if you can, you know, garner more of those holding calls and, and push people back, that's almost as good as a sack sometimes, depending on how far the sack is. How valuable is Nate Hobbs to this defense with the versatility oh, that he's shown to move around and even get in a sack yesterday? Yeah, he got a sack on the uh, on the blitz. That was awesome for him. Um, I mean, I, they only have what they have five all year, and he got one of them. And I think Max has the other four. Um, yep. He's invaluable, especially now with some of the injuries they have on that side. Um, you know, and and he was able to come back. You know, he he uh, he he was in the protocol. It obviously wasn't very serious uh, to, to the level of others because he he was able to come back and play. Um, yeah, Demond, he's he's incredibly valuable to that defense. He can play a lot of spots, and he's just getting better and better. And he's going to be—I think he's just going to be a terrific player in the league for a long time if he stays healthy. Well, I got to ask you about another corner. I can't talk about Nate Haas without asking about Amik yeah. Robertson. We'll yeah. actually hear from him uh, post-game locker room coming up in the next hour. But what did you think of Amik uh, <laughs> and what he was able to do yesterday? It's funny because uh, we were talking about it this morning. If you watch the play, the tackle's being made, and he's not really overly involved in the tackle at all. He's actually kind of standing there because the tackle's already being made, and the ball just pops in his hands. So I'm not yep. going to give him credit for that, but I'll give him credit for a great return. <laughs> so he, right. he definitely gets credit for the return because the return was awesome. And, again, there's another guy who came into camp. I think you and I remember, I mean, he came into camp having to make the team. Um, you know, right. he, 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 there were, there were, you know, not whispers, but there were wonderment. Okay, let, let's see what he does in camp before you kind of anoint him a spot on the roster. Um, so he had a, you know, what a huge play and, and, and turnaround yesterday for, to make that play. And usually when you get a defensive touchdown, you have a good, pretty good chance of winning the game. Um, so that was, that was a huge, huge moment for him. Uh, he's one of the best interviews on the team. So we always like when he does something well. Um, after games, he's he's a pretty funny guy and pretty hilarious and talking about that play. So, yeah, I thought it was a great moment for him. And like I said, it kind of popped in his hands, but at least he knew what to do with it once it did. Yeah, and the other thing is I thought he, he played pretty well, you know, out on the perimeter. I mean, of course, Jerry Judy got that one big catch, but, you know, he, he – Blew up one uh, wide receiver screen. He was able, also made a few tackles. I thought he played yeah. a lot bigger than his five foot eight frame. Yeah, he didn't. He didn't like the Judy's too small, too small hand signal, did he? 
No, um, no. And he really, and you're right, after that, like the next four plays he was involved with were all positive plays for him. Now, Judy got the touchdown, but again, Jerry Judy's pretty good, and that's going to happen, and you're going to give things up. And then Amik said he was going to come back and get him after that. So um, after the two small, two small hand signal, um, I thought he played well as well. As well, I thought that that kind of inspired him and, and kind of you know juiced him up. And uh, I thought he played really well. All right, Ed. I did too. Good. Ed, I can't let you go without asking you about this. UNLV, Uh-oh. it's time. Yeah. I'm not yeah. asking you to jump on the bandwagon, no. but are they Wait. looking like the front runners in the Mountain West? I'm not on the bandwagon, but I raised them up to a bowl game two weeks ago. I think they're, you know, it's one of two things, and I think it's, I think it's that they're pretty good. You know, they're, part of their division is not good. We've seen the scores. We've seen what's happening there. It's a really down year. But that doesn't mean they're not good. I think too many people are saying, well, the league stinks, so that's why they're winning. No, I think they're winning because they have a really good quarterback and a really good defense. Um, and I think they should be given credit for that. Uh, the quarterback is special, and for the – for the first time since I've been in this town, they have a real defense. Um, second in the country in interceptions. He did very well going into the transfer portal and recruiting out of it, uh, Marcus Arroyo. Now, this is a this is a big game this week. They're, I think they're going to be dogs on the road to San Jose. San Jose's good. They just came off a big win. They went in Wyoming fairly easily. That's not always easy to do to go to altitude and win like that. I think it was like, if I remember, 30, like something like 32-16. They won the game. So if they get this one... Then, you know, Air Force comes in. They're definitely in the teeth of the schedule now. So we're going to really see. If Fresno gets their quarterback back, you know, the Notre Dame game is going to be what it is. It's not a conference game. San Diego State's a little down, but they're in the teeth of it now. So, you know, you get through these next five, you know, three and two, four and one, then they're, they're in the thick of the race of trying to win that division and, and get to the Mountain West Conference Championship. All right, Ed, when I make the quote and put your head next to the quote, we can solidify ah. Ed Graney, UNLV's pretty good. Absolutely. Okay. <laughs> well, I'll say this: they don't win. They don't win Friday night's game last year. That game they had no, like, on, a, on Friday that's night. That's a great point. That's a great point. They don't win if they fall fall behind like that. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Final question for you, and I'll, I'll make it UNLV uh, centric here, since uh, Demond got us on UNLV. How about Marcus Arroyo? Is he next? Is he here next year? There's a lot of coaching vacancies, and there'll be a lot more. Will he be here next year? I think he will be. It's, it's, you know, I don't hire coaches. Um, no matter what we do this year, it's going to be one successful year because of the two previous ones. But, right. you know, maybe he, maybe he changes some people's minds. Like, I, you know, ADs are, ADs are interesting folks in terms of what they're looking for and, you know, what kind of personality they want. And, you know, they look, they look from afar and see what guys do at other programs. I, I think he is. And, you know, I think with, the, with that quarterback and some other guys they've got on that team, they'd come back to a really good team. He's got it going now a little bit. You know, defensively, so um, I think so, but I never, never uh, uh, overestimate an AD. I, I, you know, you right. just don't know what they're thinking, and you know, it's all about relationships. Who do you know? Yep. Who knows him? You know, what people say about him to, to ADs, and you know, if he's a guy at a certain place. So um, I'll say yes, but I'm never shocked at anything that happens in hires in college in college athletics. I'm not either, and that's what, that's why I say it. I don't say it because I think that the body of work he's done over you know a couple of years is worthy of it. But you know, you get hot, and all of a sudden, you yep. know, an AD falls in love with what you're doing right now, and they're like, "That's yep. the guy I gotta have." And so yep. that's how it happens in college football. I've seen it too many times. So exactly we right. will see. <laughs> Ed, great stuff, man. What do you got coming out on the RJ that we should be on the lookout for? A uh, lot of Raiders stuff this week. We're coming out with our Golden Knights special section later in the week, so that'll be really cool. Have something in there and just. 
stick with these Raiders and uh, before we head to Kansas City. There you go. Well, it should be fun, and that'll be a hell of a game on Monday Night Football oh, yeah. next week, a week from today. Well, Ed, thanks so much for your time, man. Appreciate you. Thanks, you guys. Appreciate you guys. There he goes. Ed Graney, ESPN Las Vegas, also our sister station, uh, or that is our sister station, but he's also from the RJ, the Las Vegas Review Journal, does great work on both, and we definitely appreciate him. Lots of good stuff right there. And, yeah, Damon, you're only a couple games away from bowl eligibility. I'm not going to give you the Mountain West Conference. I'm not going to go there yet. But I will say that bowl, that, that bowl game should be a shoe-in, right? All you need to do is find two the rest of the way. Two more wins the rest of the way. And I got to give UNLV a lot of credit, man. They don't win that game that they uh, – it was a tough-fought victory that you were there. You were in attendance to on Friday. They don't win that last year. They just don't. You mentioned how Jason Fitz was cheering in the press box for the Raider game. I teared up because, like you said, <laughs> they wouldn't have won that game last year. Did you? You did not tear I up. I didn't cry, but it was like, we did it. Oh, man. Bye, Felicia. <laughs> I got to tell you, bye, Felicia. 351 is the time. We're at the Underground Lounge inside the Oyo Hotel and Casino. Damon's got a tear in his eye, and we'll have tears in our eyes, too. All you got to do is come on by, say what's up. Don's got you. She got you at the bar. She's ready to serve it up, serve it up. So come on by. What would Rihanna do? That's all you got to think about in life. Hashtag WWRD. What would Rihanna do? She'd pour it up, pour it up. This is Red Nation Radio 920. Now back to Unnecessary Roughness with your boy Q. The Underground Lounge is our location inside the Oyo Hotel and Casino. Plenty of good drink specials going on. Plenty of food specials going on. Got a lot of good folks here enjoying that and getting ready to enjoy some Monday Night Football action. The 49ers and the Rams NFC West battle will go down in just a little bit. And it's a good place to be and just hang out. So come on by, say what's up, do what it do. We're going to get you hooked up with all kind of different prizes that we have here on the table. Uh, have some Hop Valley Hazy IPA that you can get laced up with, the official craft beer of the Las Vegas Raiders. It's a pretty cool little – it's even a, a cool little collectible if you're into collectible stuff just because the package looks cool. So, anyway, just come on by and get hooked up, and we're going to take good care of you because that's just what we do. Let's go out to the phone lines right now at 702-365-9200. Has a bunch of great calls today. Let's talk to Oral, the comedian. <laughs> What's on your mind, brother? Welcome to the show. Oh man, I'm happy on this Monday. What's going on? Chilling, uh, man, chilling. I do want I, I want to get my game ball out to uh, the D coordinator. So because of his adjustment he made, and I love the fact that no one's talking about. That. I love the fact that on passing down, he had Max Jones, Earl, and Coulson at the same time, and that like gave us extra speed and we put pressure on Russell. So that was a good adjustment by him. Hope we do it. On Monday night, too, because we need that pressure on Mahomes. That's all I got for you, bro. Hey, good call. Good call. And, yeah, man, going to definitely need to get some pressure on Mahomes uh, in, in a pressure on Mahomes type way, if, if you know what I mean. It's like you can't just scream up the field because he'll scream right by you and he'll make some magic happen, uh, as you saw on Sunday Night Football. So that's a, a really good point. And if Chandler Jones could help and be that guy and really just, you know, I don't want to say a spy, but, you know, there was a different way that he played when it was going up against Kyler Murray and did a little bit of those adjustments against Russell Wilson. He could do some things like that. And, and I think Patrick Graham is a very sharp-minded defensive coordinator, so I'm sure he's, uh, he's all over that. So thank you so much for that call. I do appreciate you. Let's go out to the phone lines again, talk to our guy, Big Jose, calling out of the 408, calling out of San Jose. What's on your mind, brother? What's up, my man? How you guys doing? Yeah, we're I blessed. Had, I, had to call up and, I had to call up and give, a, give my man Demond a little, a little uh, grief because my daughter, as you guys well know, is a UNR grad, but my son 
is a South A State grad, so I got them booked in on both sides of the Big West. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> the Big yeah, West. buddy. The Mountain West. And also, I haven't called it in a while, man, and I want to give a, a rest in peace to uh, our test, Leon Ivy, a.k.a., you know, uh, Coolio. Homie, yeah, he was a homie yeah. from the hood. He was, was always around the east side of San Jose. His brothers, you know, my best wish to go out to his brothers, Aduba and Eugene, Ivy. You know, they're, uh, I just tell you, bro, they was, they was about the east side, you know what I mean? And so um, I just wanted to, you know, the world lost, you know, a really super talented and really just straight-up good dude right there. He's a good dude. Always good to see him in the hood when he was around. No and, doubt, um, no doubt. Just, just happy, bro. I want to give, I would give a game ball to the offensive line, bro, because the kind of game they played, it was like punch him in the mouth, bro. It was like, you know, it reminded me of just back in the day when we used to give the ball to Marcus Allen and to have them kind of, those kind of games, you know what I mean? And, or a Bo Jackson-esque type game. And that's what really Raider football is all about, right? I mean, it's about stretching the field and throwing the ball deep. But it's about punching your opponent in the mouth and just imposing your will. So I was really happy with that performance, man. And Josh Jacobs, you got to give it up to the man. They need to sign him and extend him, bro. That's all I got from the Bay, bro. Much love and peace out, always. All right, man. Thank you for the call. Appreciate you. And, yeah, I think, as Ed Graney pointed out when we talked to him last segment, I think that the Raiders offensive line, as we see it, the one that finished the, the game on Sunday, I believe that they are much better run blockers than they are pass blockers. And so use that to your advantage. Right? Let those big guys, big uglies block downhill. That's a good idea. So, uh, yeah, hopefully that's what the Raiders do moving forward. I do believe that the offensive line we saw finish out the game is most likely going to be the offensive line we see start the game next Monday. 3.59 is the time. Take a quick break. Come back. Kick off hour number three of Unnecessary Roughness. We'll also hear from Max Crosby, one of the big-time performers in the game on Sunday. He got a game ball from me. I'm sure he got a game ball from you as well. We'll, t- we'll hear from him in the post-game locker room. We'll do that all as we kick off hour number three of the show. It's Raider Nation Radio 920.